was a way to give show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. We've had a very, the wrestling world has had a very tough week. We've lost uh, Shad Gaspar in an unfortunate accident and um, in a tragic event, uh, um, Hannah uh, Kamaru has taken home life. So, I mean, everybody just be nicer to each other. For real. And this is also the, the week that we come to remember Owen Hart. So it's not really a good week in wrestling, but before we get into this review, we want to give a give out a ten bell salute for the memory of Shad and also Hana. May they rest in peace. And Owen. And Owen. To this double or nothing two. Yeah, man. This I, I don't I don't I, I guess because this is just gonna be an annual thing, they're not calling it double or nothing two or nothing because you know in a couple of years it'll just be, you know it'll be double redundant. Triple X. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna be overdone, you know. It's double like, or nothing ten. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah. this is like their SummerSlam. So like yeah. SummerSlam doesn't go by numbers like WrestleMania does, so that makes sense. So the show kicked off with the buy-in. We had private parties and the private party for for the number one contender for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Facts, and you know, private party has a lot of smooth offense, and they're and and they're good. But uh, 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 the lap, the ring rust, and some of the offense just wasn't working. There was a, there was, there was a, there was a couple of botches. Um, I don't know. I know we spoke about this while watching the pay-per-view. And can we really chop it up to ring rust? Me personally, I feel like ever since they've joined AEW, they started kind of on fire. But after their initial back and forth with the Bucks, their their in-ring time and their showcase, you know, them being showcased has, has kind of gone down a little bit. And, you know, they haven't been looking as, as smooth as they usually are, you know, we used to see these guys in HOG in their House of Glory days, and I feel like the pressure is on maybe, and where the spots that they weren't really 100% ready in is starting to show on AEW week in and week out. I don't know, I feel like they're kind of still green in a way. I agree. I I, 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 was, I When we was in the, talking about this in the group chat, I gave them um, the nickname of a poor man's street profits. I mean, um, honestly, I, would say I, I agree with that, with that comparison. They were wrestling more. They were wrestling. They were wrestling more when they were HOG. I'm not going to say that they were green because green means you don't really, really know that much. No, I mean their athleticism alone sets them apart from people who you know don't have that kind of athleticism or skill. Period. But I feel like. There's a lot more botches, and a lot of their their technique has been like missing the past couple of months. Because in HOG, they used to wrestle a lot more. <coughs> when you're hitting those reps and you're on road getting it in, you're a lot more smoother. There's been a lot of time off. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're working, when you're perfecting your craft, and you're getting there, and then you stop. 
and you have all this time off, and then you're back to it. I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but that's just the way I see it. Like, I feel like this is kind of like when, when AEW first started. I felt like Kenny Omega didn't really have his legs under him the way he did before, and that was because not that Kenny Omega ain't good. I'm not comparing Private Party to Kenny Omega. <laughs> when you're not out there with the reps like that, we're not we're not using it. You start to lose it a little bit, no matter how good you are. Yeah. So I, it's a little it's just a little ring rust. Kind of like when the NBA come back and all that stuff, and it's they're going to be a little bit rusty because they've had all this, they've had all this time off. Yeah, but I, they, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Not saying that they weren't like, I, I, but I do agree with you. With you know, since they've been on TV, there have been, they have not been as smooth as they've been in HOG. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, obviously they are young. These guys are in their twenties, early twenties. You know, they're young, so they have a lot still to learn. And this is probably the first big time. Not only are they really traveling nationwide, but this is probably the first time they're on a any kind of platform at, on this scale. So. It's still a learning curve for them, but overall, a few a few missed spots and um, botches aside, the match was overall pretty good. Yeah, I think I think the best friends, uh, Chucky T and Trent, you know, they're a really great tag team. I would go to say that you know they should be one of the that should be observed to to winning the tag team championship soon. Do they honestly? I they might. I think they might because <laughs> I mean the way things are looking, I mean we'll get into it a little bit later, but I, I think that I think the best friends might end up winning the tag team champions. But you know, uh, best friends take that. Now they are their number one contender for, for hangman fan page. Well and for for those go- of the people that t- tuning in for the first time or for those that you know usually listen to us, we did have a prediction show. So I, I kind of want to run run this parallel to our predictions. I believe the uh, for the most part we all agreed that maybe it wasn't private party's time. I think the best friends were. I think we were all in agreement that the best friends should win this match. Yeah, yeah. I was always on private part. I mean, not private best friends side. Yeah, I just I just don't think it's their time. And best friends being paired with Orange Cassidy, they just been on fire recently. They've been on fire. Their ratings draw, and they've been one of the they've been one of the most consistent things during the empty arena uh, wrestling, the empty arena era. Yeah. So let's kick the show off properly. We kicked it off with the ladder match, and I like the way they did this concept. It was a uh, everybody it was nine participants, and all of them came in in ninety second intervals, which added. I like Speak, that. I like hold, that hold on. Speaking of the ninety second intervals, can I first say how I was fucking uh, purely confused at, at, at one point. I'm like, okay, the countdowns to the freaking... Uh, I'm thinking that this match was on the pre-show. And every time uh, the counter came down, I'm like, okay, we got a, a minute left for this match till the show starts. And then the counter restarts. It took me about two, three people to come out for me to finally realize, oh shit, this is like a Royal Rumble ladder match, ladder match pretty much. You know, You know what's crazy? Because even on the show, um, if you listen to Jr., he notices the timer. He's like, "Oh, like gonna have a timer up there." <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that it, you know it was it's like two minutes until each participant comes in, but uh, you see, ready, you see the see the timer up there. So why should I say anything? Shout out to Jr., who is just I feel like as as far as his AEW run, this was probably one of his best nights. You can tell that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely gotten his groove back as far as yeah. announcing day to day. Yeah, he, he, they definitely all tap back in. But before we go any further into this match, I actually want to make it a point that AEW opened up the show. You know, they always got those these dope video packages. They opened it up with a tribute to the first responders. They opened it up with a tribute to Shad Gaspar. And they also opened it up with just, you know, th- their video packages they do with the guy from the voiceover from 24. And it was just dope. I just wanted to point that out. I know we were talking all yesterday about where is the tribute to, 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 to Hano or Shane uh, to Chad. But they actually did put that in. No, no, I noticed the, the Hano one was later on in the night. Um, yeah. I, I missed a, a bit from transfer from YouTube into the actual pay-per-view broadcast of it. So... I kind of missed that intro a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't catch the initial showing of the Shad uh, shout-out. Yeah, no, yeah, I wanted to point that. Because, yeah, I think all of us did. I think all of us were trying to uh, 
figure out our stuff. But uh, yeah, let's d- let's dig back into this into this ladder match. Shout out to AJ for uh, calling it accurately. Like, I mean, wait, wait, wait. But let's 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 start give the list of uh, participants. All right, we had uh, Darby Allen, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Well, first of all, uh, uh, focus. When you say Darby Allen, you put some respect on that man's name and you say it with your chest, Darby Allen. Because <laughs> we'll get into it, but that man is a fucking standout, bro. Yeah. And then we have Colt Boom Boom Cabana. <laughs> we have Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kit Saban, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus for the future AEW World Championship match that's going to happen at Fighter Fest. Yes. You like, uh, to pick it up where where wait where they age. announced Fighter Fest, yeah. Oh wow, wasn't Fighter Fest leading up to Double or Nothing last year? Uh, After. I, no, no. Fighter Fest was when they did like they did like uh, they had like two pay per views like in a month, which was kind of like not that cool. They did. I'm pretty sure they did Double or Nothing, then Fighter Fest, then it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not even gonna sit here and try to. <laughs> I, I could have swore. I mean, maybe it's because of COVID, but I, I could have swore we had fighter. We because we had the de- the debut of AEW in January. Then I believe it was either February or March that we had fighter. Oh, fight for the fallen. Yeah, that's when they did fight for the. Then fallen it led. Then it led to fighter fest. Then it led to double or nothing. We had a break. And then all out. And then wait, wait, wait. and then there was C two E two was all oh, the was... right, right. The the pay per view that was half a game convention. Yeah. And then it was all out. Yeah. So this year, leading into all out was a little different. COVID nineteen, you know, flipped the schedules for a lot of uh, wrestling companies or straight up canceled wrestling companies' whole you know tour date schedule. So. You know, it was interesting. I was listening to an interview with Cody, and he was talking about, uh, you know, somebody asked him how much did the pandemic change the plans, and he said ninety percent of what they, what we seen last night, that was the plan. Like that was what they had planned. You know, so that that's good to know. Yeah, because they 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 were more aware of the situation. I feel more so than WWE. I felt like WWE thought that they could pull it off regardless. Yeah. Of what was going on with the situation, and they doubled down and did pre-recordings before WWE even thought of the idea. Yeah. So yeah, let's 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 dig uh, back into this ladder man. Freaking Darby Allen, bro! I legitimately thought he broke his ankles last night. Me too. Freaking, uh, jumping off the top of the tallest ladder on the skateboard, trying to crush Frankie Kazarian. That boy is crazy. He's definitely a couple of five short of happy. Man. As of you know? breaking the board through the ladder, breaking through the ladder. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty 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 crazy. I mean, there was so many crazy spots in this match, but let's let, let's. I mean, I don't want to skip it. I don't want to undermine the match because the match was fire. But let's get to the main event of the match, man. The 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 debut of who AJ called. I called this shit. Brian Cage. I called this shit one hundred. Because I said it. I feel like Brian Cage was going to be the mystery guy. And then if that was the case, he was going to win it and go straight to a heavyweight contention, which made perfect sense. It does. Now, what I didn't expect, what I didn't expect and nobody called was who came out with this man. The new manager of Brian Cage is Taz. I'm not gonna hold you. Not even like as soon as as soon as they started the show and Taz ran off because Excalibur said, "Oh, Taz has to find a man." I was like, "Oh, Taz is gonna be the manager." Like as soon as he as soon as Taz left off and like the way Excalibur put it over, I was like, "Whoever is gonna." I didn't know who the guy was. I didn't know it was gonna be Cage, but I knew that Taz was gonna be the manager of that guy that came out. By the way, they set that whole. They always give you. They they, they foreshadow things. They always give you little Easter eggs for you to figure out. Yeah, Brian I mean, Cage is a beast. Their, their, their heavyweight division is shaping up something, something crazy. It it seems like Brian Cage is gonna is gonna be looked to like a block Brock Lesnar type of 
athlete, and then Taz is gonna be like a, a Paul Heyman type of manager. I mean, that's the perfect way to book a Brian Cage because he has the athleticism on top of being one of the hugest guys in the business. He's a human freaking uh, action figure. And I found something awesome too. Shout out to Tony Khan. The reason why I'm shouting out Tony Khan is because he signed Brian Cage in January. He came in there with an injury and he's been paying him since January. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, like that's... Because he really didn't even have to do that. Brian Cage is coming out of a big impact run. So that was technically impact's injuries. Definitely. Max, and he still paid him to that. So that's awesome. Yeah, he ran through everybody. He looks like a freaking beast. He put Darby Allen on a ladder, bench press. First of all, this court. man survived getting crushed by a fucking giant casino chip. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's why it was hilarious, yo. Can we this can we talk about fun. Joey Janela doing that slam onto the poker chip that was already on top of Brian Cage? Yo. He he's the, he was the smartest dude on that whole fucking and that whole fucking match doing that shit. Yo, this this show was legitimately funny. Like they had spots that were like legitimately like just really funny. Uh, Brian Cage is like a monster. He looks like a mo- I mean, he is a monster. Even if he went to WWE, he would still look like a monster amongst them. But the fact that AEW is filled with so many like. Junior heavyweights, light heavyweights. Oh no! I'm, I listen oh. with with them oh. debuting Brian Cage, and that's kind of been the feeling I've had that he was there. Their heavyweight division is starting to look second to none, bro. If you really look at it, we got Omega, Brian we got Brian bro, Cage, look- we got uh, Archer, we got um, Wardlow, who's starting to prove himself. There's a couple beasts. We got Luchasaurus. possible Luchasaurus. Jeff Cobb in the mix. Facts. A, a lot, a lot of movement. Le Champion. Le Champion. Word. Yeah, the, the heavyweight division is, is looking pretty good. I like the way that... We got Pack. Pack. Facts. Pack. I can't wait to see him back. I can't wait Pack. to see him back. Um, it's a guy. I, I like the I like the way that he debuted. I mean, you know, if you've never seen AEW before, you know immediately this guy is I mean, look at him, but you know immediately, okay, he's main event. Yeah, he came in there, he dominated everybody, he won. It's like, oh, he's main event. Yep. There's no question about it at all. So that's 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 really dope. Uh, let's move on. I, I really, I really, I, wait before we move on. I also want to say, like, I really like the fact how they brought in a whole bunch of other people into the match as well. Um, showcasing Penelope oh. Ford, she took a bump that on that match. Um, uh, Penelope Ford. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Havoc was there. Uh, Penelope uh, Ford. Stunt. We had a little uh, SCU kind of standoff real quick too. I I, I almost yeah. thought that that Christopher Daniels was gonna come out. I thought he was too. Yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah, I thought he was too. I wait, and also the best friends came out too, right? Yeah, the best friends came. Yeah, the best friends came out. Damn near everybody. So uh, we want to move on to the next match. Yeah. So the next match that we have was a singles match featuring MJF with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. This is, you know, you. I, I feel like when I when I when I watched this match and I seen it years later, about four or five years later, they're gonna when they're doing the video packages when Jungle Boy and MJF are main eventing. Fire Fest in 2025, they're going to go back to this. To this. Like, this is going to be one of the matches that were, like, shown, like, in their in Yeah, their this video. is one of those matches I really didn't expect much from, but I'm glad I got it in the end. Yeah, feel- there's, there's a lot of great highlights showcasing MGA, I mean, MJF's um, wrestling ability. Yep. Also, Jungle Boy doing his uh, high spots as well. You know, it really showed that uh, Jungle Boy can go toe to toe with some of the AEW's best, and uh, you know, it solidified him as a legit threat while also making MJF um uh look look even like more like a heel, getting that uh cheap win at the end. I feel like MJF is starting to they're starting to build him as one of the most credible heels because it's just like yeah, he does all that slimy cheat and stuff, but he showed last night with Jungle Boy. He can pull us up to the side. He can wrestle. Yeah, he can get on the mat and just straight up wrestle. So that that was the match for Jim Cornette. Yeah, facts. 
Facts. That was a, I think that was a really good showing. Like he's 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 a credible heel. He's still undefeated in AEW. That one loss he got, it was a four way match, and he didn't get pinned or submitted. So MJF is still undefeated in AEW. I wonder what that's gonna what that's gonna lead to. Uh, we got anything else to say about that match? Uh, we'll say on my predictions. I felt like there was gonna be a lot more outside interference than there actually was. I'm glad they gave them a lot of time to actually showcase who the two people in the ring were. But this is yeah. my idea of that is because the way MJF is booked, he's more story heavy than he is in ring heavy. So this was a good showcase of him. And Jack Perry is one of the dudes that is like, you got the gift, but you don't got the gab yet. And I feel like I want to see more from this rivalry. Maybe just a little more. Maybe like you're saying it down the line, they'll they'll be like the Orton Cena's, you know, kept apart for a while. But when they clash, it's a, it's a, might be a classic, you know. Yeah, dude. This rivalry, we're gonna see this rivalry throughout throughout the history of AEW. Like this is gonna be like one of the, like one of the first mega rivalry for like years to come. I feel with the with these two. Um and uh. Yeah, so let's move on to the next match. I'm surprised that this match came so early. I um I actually didn't like the fact that this match came this early because I feel like AEW usually does kind of like the New Japan booking where they just give you – they don't really give you time to breathe. They right. just stack the card. That last end is just crazy. But they put in Lance Archer versus Cody for the team, for the inaugural team. Yeah, that, that placement was jarring to me because – Honestly, there was a I, couple I things. Like, there was a couple I, things in this match that I felt like took away from the importance of the of the moment. Honestly, it yeah, it was sloppy. At and the end, the was, the, was the placement on the card, I, even though I will say AEW paced this pay per view very well, but yeah. the placement of this match, I feel like it should have been high on the card. There was definitely yeah. other matches that could have been substituted just to bump yeah. this higher up. Um, uh, I'll let you run through it a little bit, and then we'll get into more of why I feel like the importance was taken away. Uh, I, I think we're probably going to touch on the same thing. I feel like the match. I love the way the match started. He started off with the with the I forgot what it's with the with the, with the blackout and the Cody no 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 no, like no no no. First of all, if you you got to start it, you got to start the right way. This man's entrance. He had a oh dude running gosh. out out from backstage, and then he choke slams the shit out of him. That's how Archer makes an entrance. Yo, I love Tyson's reaction. Tyson's reaction is like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like what am I watching right now? I mean, everybody exactly. like, What am I watching right now? Like, what is this? This is not even a human. Like, so, but it, I, now that, the match was now awesome. Now that you kind of mentioned Mike but, Tyson, Mike Tyson was the presenter uh, of the TNT Championship. He, you know, was uh, the. Guest celebrity on the sidelines watching the match. And I feel like as much as this could have contributed to the match and the hype surrounding it, I feel like Mike Tyson actually was detrimental to the, the, the match. The camera cuts that they decided to go with to showcase that Mike was even on the scene, bro, he was yawning. He looked uninterested in a lot of moments. It, it was really bad work. And then by the time the payoff of Mike comes off in the match... It was like, uh, it kind of fell flat. Yeah, it did. The way they, the way they set this up, I'm surprised that AEW did this because they're usually so good at this. The way they set this match up, the structure of it, it fell kind of flat. They made Mike a little ineffective. They really should have had it. They should have never revealed the belt first off. Of first of all, if you're going to use under- somebody on the caliber of Tyson, and I, we all know why that was probably even an interest to them. I think there's two reasons. There's two reasons. There's two reasons. One, we all know the history. I mean, Tyson, WrestleMania 14, Austin, Sean, that's classic. He's forever immortalized in wrestling history. Two, it was Tyson was there last year. He's a legitimately legitimately an AEW fan. And you got to think about that video that he just recently came out with. Like, it's not like they're just pulling Mike Tyson out of obscurity. Mike Tyson just came out and got like over a million plus views on that. On, on on him saying that he's back, so it made it made sense. I just feel like they didn't utilize Tyson to his best abilities. 
if you're presenting a new championship, I feel like they should have came out like how in the pre-show how they had it covered up. It should have been covered up the entire time. The whole, the should, whole, the whole thing should have been covered up. It should have been covered up. Yeah, the whole thing, especially the way it looked, it should have been covered up. And then they should have put it in a way where, where, where Cody won the match on a roll up. First of all, he should have won the match on a roll. Should, I don't think he should have beat. Archer the way he beat him because they've been under they've been underplaying the 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 crossroads. People have been kick, kick, kicking out of it, and then he just beats him with two. Uh, I personally was not a fan of that. He should have went for the blackout. It should have been a roll up. Archer should have been pissed off at the fact, then went off, grabbed the belt, and you know I mean not not grab the belt, but like he wouldn't you know what I'm saying he basically grabbed the belt and wouldn't let Tyson get to or let Cody get from it. Then Tyson gets in there, knock Cody out, grab the belt from him, unveil it, give it to Cody, boom, there goes your big celebration. It was very clunky at the end with all the Arn Anderson and all the on all the Jake Roberts stuff. The way they did that, it was very clunky. It didn't come off the way it should have. It really didn't come off the way it should have. Hey, yeah, back, I'm bro? back. I'm sorry, guys. Little technical difficulties. No, you good. You good. I held it down. I basically just went over. I, I basically I fantasy booked with I, just r- real quick. I feel like Cody should have won with a quick roll up, and then they should have put it in a position where Archer grabbed the belt. He wouldn't give the belt up because he lost in that fashion. Tyson knocks Archer out, grabs the belt, finally unveils it, gives it to Cody. Big fireworks. Everybody's effective. Everybody See, that, looks that, good. That, that, for, like me, did that for me, that's the perfect booking. That's how I would have had it. That's how I envisioned it. Yeah. If you don't lean fooling into the Shawn Michaels uh, Tyson moment, in some way you still gotta have a moment with. I feel like by the time Cody's hand was raised and it was just like, "Yo, here's your title, man." The only yeah. thing that yeah. the only thing to me that felt like okay, it made the moment special was Cody's reaction when he got the title, put it down, put his head on it. You know, I feel like Tyson didn't help. Tyson didn't help the situation. Not at all. Yeah, he kind of took a, like, I agree with you. He kind of, he almost was a distraction. He was. If anything. And the fact that every time he was on screen, he looked disinterested. Yeah. They could have used, they could have used Tyson better. They could have used that. They should have never unveiled the belt until it was time to present it. There was a couple of mistakes. I was like, come on, AEW. Come on, AEW. Don't, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You know, you know better than this. Not only well, that, I, I besides besides the match we... itself and besides Tyson's involvement, the only other thing I felt like that was detrimental was the title itself. Yeah. The title wasn't even they they we was complaining about it before the match even started. We got to see the belt in pictures, and we were like, "It's horrible." They even made mention went out their way to make mention that the title is a placeholder due to COVID nineteen. The belt's actually not even completed. So, it still has needs uh-huh. to be uh, placed like dipped in gold or whatever they're gonna do to it. But the the belt was underwhelming and the red strap as well. It was it was it was just underwhelming and and AW so far is known for good titles. That would have been a perfect time when after all that after after you know fantasy booking after Tyson knocks out Archer and grabs a belt. He grabs a mic and says, you know, due to the pandemic. The belt couldn't be finished. I think I feel like he should have just said that, like, "Yo, the belt couldn't be finished," yeah. and they shouldn't have released pictures with Mike Tyson all on on social media before the show. Yeah, like, that was that on. was another thing. Come on, guy, we, me doing? and Focus were already going in on on the guy who held who was holding the the belt in the bag before it was given to Tyson. That he was holding the the, the bag upside down, and we knew the strap was red before we even got to see a full picture. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but when I seen it, I was just like, nah, there is no. This is not a good no, thing. No, they need to go back to a <laughs> black strap. Even a white strap would probably be good. Red. Ooh, a white strap. Perfect red is that. hard. Red is hard to, to pull off. It took a long time for me to get used to the Universal title. I still don't like the Universal title. <clears throat> well, now I don't like it because it's blue. <laughs> I still so um and, and another part I didn't like during the match was just that Lance was killing him. Lance looked good, but it's just like the, the 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 comeback was not I don't feel like the comeback was justified enough. I feel like Lance killed him so much the comeback was not 
Yeah, I mean, he hit him with the, two. The comeback. He hit him with two crossroads in a row. I feel like I, you you said it yesterday. He should have been three, but whatever. And I, I it should have been. It should have been. I don't. I feel like Cody should have won this in a roll up. He should have went for the blackout, and then he reversed that into a roll up. It'd been a one, two, three, and that's how. I don't feel like they should have beat Lance Archer like that, Cause especially the way you've been making a crossroads look. People have been kicked. Sean Spear kicked out of the crossroads twice. He only lost to the thing. Like you know. Hey, come on. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I got an earful for about... Oh, we're going to get to it. So, so about do I. So Spears, do, I. So, so, do we have, do we have anything else to say about this Cody and uh, Lance match? It was kind of too long, too. It was a little bit too I long. felt like it was a good match, though, overall. It, it, was, it, it showcased was Archer. People out there, oh, my God, they buried Archer. People, stop fucking... Uh, stop abusing the term buried. Because when somebody yes. comes out still looking like a fucking beast, they're not buried. And Cody, come on, people. We knew since last year that Cody Cody was going to be the one to finally get a, either a redemption for the title or the, the mid-card championship. We knew this. People are just, the people know, listen, those are the same people. If you gave them a million dollars, they will complain that you gave it to them in 20s, okay? <laughs> some, people are just, some people are just not happy. And that's true. just like a reflection of the wrestling. It's a reflection of themselves. So uh, let's move on to this Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker was supposed to be in there. Yeah, on the prediction show, we, we may mention that she might have been injured and it was confirmed. Yeah. 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 We, found out couple weeks. we found out some good news. Let's talk about that after this match, though. Uh, uh, this is, this, this is, a, this is a, a good match. Chris Statlander is really big compared to other First girls. First of all, I want to really make big. mention gotcha. that I don't appreciate gotcha. how they have aliens gotcha. facing gotcha. women in the women's division. It's gotcha. not fair. It's 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 not even a good matchup. Look at the genetics. The genetics aren't even near the same. You have an alien fighting the women. Yep. This is unjust. This, this, this is the way he feels towards Chris Statlander from the Andromeda. That, that's so xenophobic, though. It's so, you know what I'm saying? It's 2020, AJ. I'm sorry, but I will not accept aliens facing Why? women. With an alien? Oh, wow. Okay, now you're saying. Wow. wow. Wow, okay. We don't okay, know what okay, planet he comes from. We don't know what the atmospheric changes due to her genetics. There's a lot of studies we need. We shouldn't have aliens facing women. I'm sorry. AJ, AJ Cornette. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> man. Sheesh. Goodness gracious, man. <laughs> but uh, but the Chris Statlander pulls off the victory against uh, Penelope Ford. And they're doing a slow burn story with, with Penelope Ford and Kip Saban that Kip Saban kind of keeps distracting Penelope Ford. No, like can, can, can we just talk about how Kip Cave, Kip Saban came out? <laughs> he came out with the neck brace, the leg brace, two yeah, the, yeah, the, the crutches. With the crutches, he looks Yo, it was hilarious. It was so hilarious, oh, and they played off the um the fact that Penelope Ford she took like a bump in the ladder match. So they played off that in the match too. So yeah, I mean that was a. I didn't. I didn't initially think Penelope Ford was a good choice to replace Britt Baker in that situation, but she pulled her weight tonight. Well, that night. Yeah, Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford is good. Penelope Ford is good in the ring. So yeah, uh, Chris Statlander gets the gets the win. Next up, this is also another match that I thought was a bad placement. I'm a, and I'm I'm gonna give this like a one star. And, and I feel like, honestly, Sean Spears is funny. See, this is the and match he, he that – this is keeper. where uh, the, the Cody match should have went on the card. Yeah, and this is where – this you know, like, you should have actually – this could have been a dynamite match. And also, I feel like if you're going to do this match, why did Sean Spears not win this match? And this is I my thing. Like... People want to complain about a loss of Lance Archer – on on his one of his first big uh, events, but let's talk about Sean Spears. He, when has he really won at, that it mattered since joining AEW? 
if the big argument was Sean Spears wasn't being used right in WWE as Ty Dillinger, and you're coming over here, you you got the biggest pop in your life with the chairman storyline and going back and forth with Cody, just to settle back into Ty Dillinger's role. Dustin yeah. has no real reason to win in this situation. Agreed. Agreed. I think I, I definitely think Sean's. I, th- I definitely think Sean Spears should have won in this situation. The Sean Spears news was hilarious. The way he set this match up was hilarious. I feel like honestly they should have saved this for Dynamite. Yep. Really. For dark. Well, for dark. I, the placement of this match was not good with the did to Sean Spears. I thought it was kind of funny, but I feel like Sean Spears should have won the match, like off like a kind of like a BS roll up, and then then you kind of do this. I I feel like you got to start giving Sean Spears some some more credibility, and then having him in his hand come out in the suit, so yeah, he gets stripped down. He's a joke. He's becoming a joke, on. and if anybody's getting buried, it's Sean Spears. You that that you know what that is? That's some more of that outlaw macho uh cosplay wrestling bullshit. Cornetisms is making it into this uh is making it into this episode, but it's not it's Well not Cornet wrong, tries to make himself a part of all types of wrestling, so it's only right. Yeah. You know what? It's a shame that he just kinda just can't keep his mouth shut on certain things because he really, his commentary and his insights it's, it's for wrestling is awesome. awesome. Oh, I would love to have Jim Cornette. His opinion this it, week but... on Becky Lynch's pregnancy? Boy, yeah, are you tone deaf. Boy, are you brain dead with that one. Yeah, so, uh, let's focus on, on the pay-per-view. Sean Spears, I, I don't know, right. man. Something needs to happen and something needs to happen now with Sean Spears. He needs to realize that He's not doing any 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 better in AEW, and he's one of the rare occurrences that he's that he's not doing that someone's not doing better making the transition over. I mean, he's on TV more, but I feel like they 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 could do better with Sean. Like and the Sean Spears' new stuff is funny. Hopefully, they redeem it on. The, hopefully, I want to see this continue. I want to see Sean Spears get his comeuppance on Dustin. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they're going to have to drag that storyline out because Dustin has already moved on from Inner Circle and and uh, Hager. But what Sean Spears can say is, I was in a suit, la, 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 get another match and win. I feel like they can, this can, they can do. Sean Spears is funny. Yeah, so. but if that's the case, he has to win and then keep winning for a while. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. He has to. He has to keep winning. So maybe maybe that's the story. So AEW has shown me that they can that they can tell good stories. So I will leave the judgments in reserved and you know and let it play out. But I I personally don't like how they played this. I don't like how they started this out. Maybe it would turn out better, but I don't like how they started this yeah. out. So. Let's uh, move on to the AEW Women's Champion. Man, I thought this was really This good was great. Honestly, this is one of my favorite matches of the night. Facts. Uh, Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. No DQ, no count out. I have one this one physical one complaint, but we could get to that that at the end of uh, talking about that match. Uh, I'm glad it was I'm glad it was a no disqualification. I think it, it, it helped their match. For them to use their weapons, they they use all the props. <laughs> they they slammed through the casino tables. They went through chips. It's funny because so, I'm like, is so is Nyla Rose gonna give uh give her wood? And they brought out did. the kendo yeah. sticks. They brought out the tables. They went hardcore with it. She gave her wood. Hardcore with the wood. She gave her wood instincts. <laughs> now, so I feel like this is probably surprised. one of the best showcases. Of of a Japanese woman's wrestler so far in AEW period. Yeah, because she is genuinely over. Because if you look at her social media, like, if you look at Sheeta's social media, there is like she's super over. Like, she's over. like you cannot. How could you not? How could you not not like Sheeta? Yeah. <laughs> not only that, you she's kind of she's kind of running uh, parallel to 
Oscar in WWE right now. Yeah. As far as, it, you know, they both came from the same place. They're both on the top of the game in the women's divisions for the two big companies, you know, in, in, in the in the West. So, you know, big, big ups to, big ups to Sheeta. Yeah, big up to Sheeta with that big... Oh, and nobody kicks out of the Falcon arrow, so I was really surprised row, about that. Big... Nobody kicks out of the Falcon arrow. And, you know, ended off with a big knee strike and then, and the new AEW Women's Champion. I I don't have any problems That with was this. my only issue. I was... What? I was uh, in the prediction show, I may mention that I don't think AEW is going to get in the business of transitional champions. Now, granted... There has been space between their pay-per-views. They usually do. But there are specialized AEW Dynamite events. I don't feel like Nyla Rose held it long enough for the story that she went through as far as when she finally got the title. I feel like they were supposed to stretch Nyla Rose for at least a couple more months. Um, I think there could be an argument for that, that Nyla Rose could have held it for longer. I I thought that Nyla was definitely going to retain, but I was not upset when Sheeta won because Sheeta has just been always there. She always delivers in her matches. Yeah, her English isn't the best, but her social media is so awesome. And when she no, does that, deliver promos, they make her look good anyway, at, so it's just... Double or nothing. It was pretty good. It was good. They had the little subtitles there too, in case you know you didn't understand so, the. It was pretty good. Yeah, somebody right. listens to us yeah. when we say we need subtitles. Yeah, right, right. Like, so yeah, so and after the match, we had a um, Kamura tribute, which so, was uh, probably fitting, having Sheeta win and then a Honda yep. tribute right after. So. Shout out to yeah. AEW for that. It's honestly it's so crazy. Just keep saying that Honda's gone. Like Honda would have probably. I, I'm not gonna uh, sit here and act like I've seen all her matches or was steady following. You know everything she was doing, but her name was ringing so many bells, especially in the gosh. last year. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. They had that match at, at Wrestle Kingdom. She, re- uh, she wrestled at she wrestled four, at Metal Gear Solid G One G One Supercard. Yeah, we were there. Wow! So we got to see Hana at least once. Facts. Hana might have Hana probably would have might have ended up in AEW in the future. Who knows? But uh, rest in peace to to Hana. Let's all let's all be nicer to each other. Uh, just the last thing to say about this: uh, Alexa Bliss said that you know. The people who were bullying her need to be held responsible for that. And you know what? I agree. But how can you hold need- somebody responsible who's faceless on the internet, you know? I don't know. Maybe they'll take track their IPs and shit. Yeah. Well, anyways, There's a way. There's definitely moving a way. on to yeah. the next match. Yeah. Let's... Uh- Move on um, to the double. Now we're getting into the double main event territory. And, you know, listen, on any other night, this would be the, oh, my God, it's such a good main. Oh, Pablo, such good shit. Hard hitting. These guys went in. Mr. Brody Lee, the exalted one, and doing a thing. I, I personally love this in wrestling, where he literally stole John Moxley's AEW championship. Physically just stole, like, nah, this is mine. Right now. Like, bah, mine. Like he walked out with it, making everybody announce him that he's the champion versus yeah. John Moxley, and these these guys just <clears throat> it was a lot of lot of a lot of that <laughs> a lot of that last night. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, my favorite spot of the match is when John Moxley hit him with the the paradigm shift on the stage, and they went through the stage. And then freaking Brody Lee just rises up looking just like uh, right? Bro- um, Bruce was, Brody. Blood he was coming bu- down busted open the like, hallway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the hard way. Facts. There was like, color, y'all. I'm glad they, oh my God. Like, if you look at the, like, 
It was color, yes. It was color, yes. That's the term <laughs> in professional wrestling. <laughs> when you get busted open and there's blood, you can do it the hard way or the soft way. That is part of broken brilliance. Yo, I love this little skitter. BT is ridiculous. Did you see what they got coming up on Monday? Where the, the and they got a, that private Van party mask too. Oh yeah. It's gonna be private party. So, anyway, um, yeah. So Brody, that that stuff bear yeah. and the, 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 some wild demon guy. I forgot, I forgot what his name is. Yeah, the guy's house that they're doing it at is just it's so it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This so re- and we're about to get into ridiculousness. We're about to get into a, a bunch of ridiculousness. But um, first, before we get into all this ridiculousness, and before we continue the Brody Lee and John Moxley match, we are going to take a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back around and finish out this uh, pay-per-view. For the sponsor and us, Kayfabe Avenue here, we are back talking about double or nothing. We were in the middle of the Mr. Brody Lee and John Moxley. Affair and these these dudes are just like I said, man. These dudes are just was just a lot of this, a lot of that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a New Japan uh, pro wrestling match. It was just it was just it was just really hard hitting. Um, I really liked the way that the like I said like the, the finish. Freaking John Moxley brings him back in, hits a paradigm shift. Mister Brody Lee kicks out like at one, almost even before one. Then he hits him with another one. Then it's like it's kind of like like the Drew McIntyre spot. Like he hits him with it, and then he didn't even finish the match with the paradigm shift. He finished him out just by literally just choking him out. Oh shit! Yeah, like it was like it was like a brutal finish. Like I really like like Mister Brody Lee looks still looks super strong in in defeat because John. Yeah, I was Moxley, having issues with my connection at that point, so I didn't get yeah. to see the whole match, but. That sounds crazy. It, yeah, it was uh, it was a long, brutal match by both men. You could tell that you know they both wanted to do harm with each other. Um, they did. They really didn't hold back, and you know that's how Luke was uh, open. I mean, way. do we expect any less of John Boxley though? It was. It was. I was really looking. I mean, we exactly like we've seen this from John Boxley. I was really looking forward to what Mr. Brody Lee was going to do. And Mr. Brody Lee brought all of, he brought all the smoke. All Would the you smoke. say this is his best match since his debut? Definitely. And I love the way, the, the way that, the way they finished. Like he went in for the last like bit clothesline and then he just reversed it. Boom. Jacked them up. Bow. Paradigm shift. Barely a one kicked out. Hit him with another paradigm shift. Boom. Kicked out like maybe like two, not even not not, not, a, not a near fall, just a, a two, just a one two, boom, kicked out. Then he just grabbed him and just just choked him out. He just boom, just choked him out. He just had to because paradigm shift wasn't doing. Okay. So, so you think, let's what, because I honestly I thought it was maybe too soon for Brody Lee to be in that position. Uh yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say so. That that's he... the thing about the rank system. Like, if somebody comes in fresh and they get three, four straight wins, they jump up. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like that that ranking system is a gift and a curse. And now they're saying that the TNT Championship is unranked. If that's the case, they need to take John Moxley out. I think they've done that with John. I think they've corrected that. I hope they've done that. Would have taken John Moxley out the rankings too. Just like the champions shouldn't be ranked. Yeah, because people are competing to fight against them. So the te- so uh, Sheeta shouldn't be ranked. Hangman, Pussy Pants Page, and yeah. Kenny. Sh- Yo, yo, y'all I mean, give the some respect on, on, on Hangman Page, bro. Now, that's my guy. Now, that's my guy. Yeah. That's my guy right there. That's my Over guy right $12, dollars, Richie? It's just a lot. I know. He owes me $12. I'm con- He does owe me $12. Over $12. It's, <laughs> it's the principalities of it, Hangman. It's the principalities of it, okay? It's the principalities of it, all right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hangman. Yeah, it should be right. Yeah, they should they, they they shouldn't be ranked if that if that's the case. If that's what they're gonna do, then the champion just shouldn't be ranked. But um, yeah, like sometimes I feel like for the most part the rankings 
do work, but sometimes they don't because they have not laid out all the rules. That, as that, that's why that's why I feel like they should have left that aspect as just it's wrestling, bro. Like sometimes you don't need a rank to tell us, you know, who's the contender, who should. Sometimes it's somebody we don't even who's not even remotely close to the main event that we just love. I feel like that that creates stores as well too, though. That's an easy way to create stores, and the and the way like this is what I'm saying. You need they need to lay out the rules like clearly. I know this just because I'm a mark. So the, the way they've been doing it also is like if like let's say like like if you beat Pineapple Pete, all right, that's cool. But like it, but if you beat Cody, obviously Cody is like a top guy. So like that top victory. Guy means so much more than like if you beat like a pineapple Pete or like a Sean Spears or something like that. So like you won't like so like that victory will, will move you up more. Like they just need to lay out they need to lay it out just like with the referees. Like it's up to the referee's discretion and they have a ten count. Well I think I think they need to lay maybe that to start what they really need now that the TFT championship is a thing, they need to really lay out who's a part of their mid card division. Separate the boys from the men, because at this point, that should that concept you're saying, if you beat Pineapple Pete, uh, yeah, okay, but if you beat Cody, it's a big thing. The ranking system should determine whether it's a big thing or not. If there's a ranking system, well, well, don't they already? Because if what if Pink, what if Cody loses, and you know he drops down, and then you move up a considerable amount. And then, like, they have, like, the, the, you got to crack the top five. Like, I feel like they just need to clearly, like, I feel like they need to just clearly sit down, have Cody, because he's, like, basically the face. He's, just, he's the mouthpiece. Just clearly go over what the rules are. Cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and put it out clearly. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. I think that would be easy. Easy fix, easy, easy, easy fix, easy fix. Um, so let's move on to this main event. And goodness gracious, this match was so ridiculous in the best way possible. <laughs> like this stadium stampede match, the elite versus the inner circle. What, like, there's so many spots. Like, well, in the circle, fe- I mean, elite featuring Matt Hardy, exactly. Yeah, the elite featuring Matt Hardy. Uh, like, you got Jericho. A few of my favorite spots was mostly the Matt Hardy pool scene when they kept trying to dunk his head under. He kept coming out of different gimmicks. The way <laughs> that they used his WWE gimmicks without outright saying it was the WWE gimmick that was great. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know the 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 look of Matt Hardy underwater. And then the, the Matt pack pops up. Matt can hold his breath underwater for such and such time. That was hilarious. The the spray uh the spray paint the the line painter or whatever. Oh yeah. And they run it over Jericho. He gets the line spray painted across his hole. Did you see the picture of him after? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, I like the part with Hangman Page and he's sitting at the bar, and then. Hager comes up and they, oh, yeah. have, and they have a drink and then all of a sudden <laughs> Hangman Page comes off and he proves why he's not Pussy Pants Page. Just pops off on Hager. They go at it. Omega shows up. They end up beating up Hager and then he, he pours out a, a cup of milk for Omega and Hangman takes another shot. <laughs> Yo, I, I love Yo, the way- did, you, did you notice that when they cheers that milk went inside that whiskey and Hangman drank that? Yeah, uh, he sure yeah. did. Uh, Hashtag milk whiskey. Facts. Hashtag milk whiskey. Hashtag <laughs> cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. I love, love, love the way like he rolled off Omega's back and did the buckshot lariat. Like, yeah, that was like, crazy. Yeah, yo, shit, they made Jake Hagel like a beast. Like they was like they smashed like bro, four, they five smashed bottles. like five bottles on his head. <laughs> he, uh-huh. the, he had a lot. I'm like, like yo, they just smashing. I gotta watch this match again. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm watching. I'm 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 at the I'm at the uh, Lance Archer and and Cody match right now. But yeah, I, yeah. He's definitely cool. had a lot of it of the bubbly. 
Oh, a lot of it. Yo, yeah. he smashed. They got they got like four, at least four bottles smashed over his head. Can we talk about how Hangman Page, how he made his entrance, how he came uh, in on the horse? horse? Once again, on a horse. Like, Cowboy shit. We had the new version of Vanguard make an appearance. Neo. Oh, Neo. Neo one. Yep. Yo, it's th- th- this is like it, there was so many spots. Like he was chasing Sammy down with the horse. Then, 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 then Matt Hardy and and Kenny Omega hop back in a golf cart and chase down a Sammy again. Like, yeah, yeah. Freaking, freaking Matt Hardy doing a north doing a hundred yards uh Northern Light suplex yeah. to Sammy. Oh yeah, yo, Sammy waking so up many... with with the fucking uh, sprinklers getting out of him. Yo, Sammy Guevara is the MVP. He's like, yo, what? He's almost MVP every week. Jericho yeah. knew what he was doing picking Sammy Guevara to be in the stable. He knew. Facts. He definitely knew. He's the, I mean, I'm not going to say he like, he's like the new Jericho, but he's like taking so much. Like, he's like taking all the the characteristics. He's definitely, of all he's definitely one that's gaining the most from being around Jericho. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. He definitely, he definitely is. But um, yeah, this is just a crazy. What other? What other? Oh, when he when he put Matt takes they're on top by the pool. This is before they get in the pool. He puts Ortiz's head in a bell, like a like a really big bell, and rings it in the way that Ortiz sells it. The way that Ortiz doesn't want to get, he said he can't swim, but it's only three feet of pool. <laughs> Yo, that shit was hilarious. What about what about when they? Like, you serious, bro? You serious? <laughs> Get in the pool. Get in the waist. Yo, they were hitting each other with the socks. <laughs> filled with, with whatever that was. With the rock or whatever they, they got they inside set, the sock. They set up a makeshift table with the with the security fence and the fucking ninety tables and they slammed Omega through that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it took Omega out for a minute. Omega was out for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that was crazy. And then, and then the finish. I mean, and then yeah, that finish was finish. ridiculous. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What about Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy. What about Matt Jackson doing a freaking um, uh, a uh, a moonsault off the off the goalpost? Like, oh yeah, that was crazy. Just it was just it was crazy. But the finish, Kenny Omega hitting a one wing angel off of poor Sammy Guevara, like. 30 feet on some shit, whatever that was. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yo, it was the best comedy wrestling DDT slash AEW. Like, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was was a stadium stampede. Stadium stampede match, man. It was the wrestling cinematic universe is alive and well. Yeah, we give you that finally. We this, give you that. The WCU. This is, this is WCU. Yeah, WCU. This is this is something that you just keep in the future. Like even when even when the crowds come back, I feel like everybody benefits from cinematic wrestling. It's just it's just things you can do that you just can't do in regular matches. And you should it's just it should just be a thing even when things go back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. But that, I, I mean, we should we expected that when Matt Hardy got involved with AEW, yeah. So I expect that to to ramp up and still be a thing for sure. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. It was, this match was legitimately hilarious. This this show was legitimately funny in a lot of ways, like in a good way though. In a good way. In a good way. So overall, and if we. Talked it down from the buy-in all the way to the main event. And, you know, the Elite stood strong. They got the big fireworks, got the Elite on the big spring. And all of them stood together. Even Hangman Page was there. So that was a good that was a good shot at the end. I was actually, I thought actually Cody was actually going to come out. I, I thought I thought Private Party was going to come out and beat up Hangman Pussy Pants Page. <laughs> Put some respect that. on Adam Hangman Page's name. I mean, <laughs> he owes him twelve dollars, man. He owes him twelve dollars, man. Twelve dollars, and you can you can hey, give me my money, man. 
Give me my money, man. Give me my money, man. <laughs> more money. Give me my money, man. Give <laughs> me my money, man. Give me my money, man. But um, from top down, um, you know, I thought this was a good pay-per-view. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really, I really enjoyed the Sheeta Nile Rose match. I, I feel like some of the placement of the was was out of order, but yep. overall, overall, I would give this. Uh, I don't really give it a rate, but I give it a four out of five. It was. I, I, I really enjoyed this pay per view. It was. A, it was a, a legit distraction. Yeah, if it was, them. if it was out of five, I give it a four too. <laughs> I feel like if this, if a crowd was there. With uh, some of the match placement around, this would have easily been five out of five. You maybe, maybe could have been arguably one of AEW's best pay per views, but I feel like that Stadium Stampede match was just out of this. That that shit was just ridiculous. It was so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that you know? that's something you definitely got to rewatch, and I'm definitely gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So uh, you know that we can uh, we can do this. Feels like we are. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. I actually have a little bit of the bubbly coming in. Thanks. Yeah, I got a little bit of the bubbly coming. I'm saving one for my birthday. We'll all link up and uh, get a little bit of the bubbly. But with that being said, AJ, where can they find you? At kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. Focus, At kfabe underscore focus on Instagram. You can find me at Mr. Richie Moon in kfabe Avenue on Instagram, we have a Facebook page. Come tune in with us. Uh, you know, tap in with us. You know, post some pictures up, post your opinions up oh. there on Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube page, like, share, subscribe. You're on all major platforms, podcast, Golden K Fave Avenue. Let's check our website out, kfabeavwrestling.com. kfabeavwrestling.com. With that being said, I have been Mr. Richard Boone. That has been Kayfabe. AJ has been Kayfabe Focus. This has been a double or nothing review. Kenny, take us home. Bye. And good night. Bye.